friends. Welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. In today's episode, I want to dive into my story a little bit and where I come from on my infertility and conceiving journey, because I never thought that I would be the girl who couldn't get pregnant. It was not something that was around me. I didn't have any exposure to it. My sister didn't struggle to get pregnant. My mom, my friends, I honestly was kind of naive to the whole conceiving and infertility world until my journey started. So back up and Josh and I had been married about three months and we were living in New Zealand for his career in basketball. I will never forget, we were newly married. So I was reading into every symptom. I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm totally pregnant. My boobs are swollen. I am feeling symptoms. And we were a couple who chose to wait until we were married to be together. And that was something that was really important to us as Jesus followers. So of course, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, as soon as you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. (laughs) I feel like that's what I heard a lot at the church. So I was like reading into all these signs and I convinced Josh that I was pregnant. I was also late. So there was that aspect, but we went downtown to a little clinic to get a blood test because I just did not trust over the counter tests. And I was like, we have to find out. I totally think I'm pregnant. Lo and behold, I was definitely not pregnant. And my period was just doing something different that month. That was the first experience where both Josh and I felt disappointed that I was not pregnant. It was so soon into our marriage, we hadn't had a conversation about let's start trying or I wasn't tracking ovulation. There was nothing of that going on, but it was the very first experience where we said to ourselves, wow, we feel really disappointed that we were not pregnant. So it began our story of let's try, not try, if you know what that means and see what God does. So we started our journey I downloaded some calendars and started tracking a few things and paying attention to a few things. And after a few months, we kept feeling this sense of disappointment because nothing was working quite yet. And now looking back, I have the understanding that it usually takes generally around a year for most couples to conceive. So I didn't know that at that point. I just thought, if you're having sex, you're going to have a baby. It was like black and white to me. I'll never forget the day I realized there might be something wrong. At this point, we had moved to Bulgaria after spending a few months in New Zealand, then a couple weeks back home for the summer, and then back overseas to Bulgaria for my husband's job. And I was texting a friend about some more symptoms because at this point, we were kind of trying and I was reading into everything every single month. 
And of course, every symptom is like identical to your menstrual cycle. So I was texting her and she was giving me some tips on just basically how to conceive. And I started downloading things. I started tracking and getting kind of almost obsessive about our experience trying to have a baby. And I had no clue that the simple decision of actively begin trying with these tools would honestly open me up to eventually years of disappointment and heartache that I had yet to experience up until that point. Like I said, I was so naive to think that it was as simple as making the decision to start trying and have a baby. And when you wanted to start trying and have a baby, obviously you would get pregnant. That would be God's will, right? I had no clue that it would be such a challenge and such a devastating journey for us. The first year we tracked it all that summer when nothing had happened after a year in Bulgaria and then Hungary, I began preliminary appointments with my OBGYN. Not much examining was done and I was very quickly given some Clomid to include with our, you know, timed intercourse trying. And we went back overseas at this time to South America and New Zealand for that, you know, second year married. And at that point in New Zealand, things started getting kind of wild during my menstrual cycle. I distinctly remember one day while Josh was at practice, I was so sick from my menstrual cycle that I passed out in our bathroom and I ended up hitting my head. And I didn't know that that had happened. And I came back around, you know, came to, and I realized, wow, I passed out and I hit my head and I was very scared, like so scared that had never happened to me before. So I called his contact because obviously he can't have his phone during practice and told them what happened. And they related to Josh. He rushed home and we took me to the emergency room just to double check and make sure everything was okay. But this was a season where I was having some very wild menstrual things happening. I got extremely sick every single cycle. And so we realized like there is definitely more to the story, but obviously being overseas, medical attention, and even my healthcare was just kind of a mess from season to season. So we usually would wait until every summer when I would be back in the States where my healthcare was actually primary. And that's when we would pursue, you know, procedures, questions, appointments, all that kind of stuff. So when we got back home that summer, I immediately booked an appointment and asked to be referred out to a specialist because I felt like seeing my OBGYN honestly didn't really bring us any answers. And it was just kind of like a band-aid, like here's some pills to try and see what happens. So I wanted to talk to somebody who was a specialist and really just start taking the next steps because at this point it had been two years of us trying without any progress. And I was actually seeing obviously some very scary experiences on my menstrual cycle and I felt like there was something wrong. So we did a laparoscopy surgery. I also did an HSG test and had all the blood work done. When they did my laparoscopy surgery, I did have a few spots of endometriosis removed, but they said honestly that there was nothing within my body that would have prevented me from getting pregnant. So there was really no answers there. Even though they did take care of a few spots, it wasn't like glaring issue when they went in there. So after our surgery, we made the decision to not move forward quite yet with any fertility treatments. We didn't move forward with IVF or IUI yet, even though those were definitely options that the doctor sat down and presented to us. And we moved back overseas again for Josh's, I believe it was his fifth year overseas playing basketball and our third year of being married and trying to conceive. 
when we moved, we moved to Japan and being in Japanese culture, it was really cool. There was several kind of suggestions that were given to us of things we could try that were more holistic approaches to helping with fertility. There was one thing I remember I would do consistently called moxibustion, and it's very similar to acupuncture. I actually did acupuncture there as well. But it's basically like, I think it started in China and then transitioned over to Japan as well. But it's basically acupuncture points that are stimulated by heat instead of the needle. The point is to draw an increased blood flow to the ovaries. So I did do that for a while. Nothing worked. At this point, we still have yet to get any positive pregnancies. So that is something I think that's a little bit unique about our journey is that we never conceived at all. We'd had no miscarriages. We had no conceiving at all. So we came back overseas after that year in Japan. And at that point on our journey, I was pretty depressed. Josh knew that I was not really the healthiest version of me because he had obviously known me prior to us starting down this path. I think the biggest thing that I was struggling with was honestly loneliness and isolation. We spent all of our year essentially overseas away from community, away from family. I just lived and worked my job as a body coach, previously known as Beachbody. And I loved that. It gave me so much purpose. It honestly was the reason that I was able to physically and mentally stay healthy and stay in a routine. It got me up in the mornings when I felt like I could not get out of bed. But it was still this, you know, desire and longing of, God, why, why me? Like, have you forgotten me? I'm praying about this. And a huge area of struggle for me, and we'll get into this in another episode, but I really battled with this idea that I was someone who always did the right thing in my faith. I grew up in the church. And I had this, you know, wrong theology that if I lived God's way, then surely he will bless my plans and my desires and my idea of what my life should look like. That was ultimately what I didn't realize I was believing, which was causing me to just really stumble over this journey and just emotionally feel completely defeated, completely depressed and kind of hopeless, essentially. So the Lord really did a number on me while we were in Japan. I think Japan was my healing season because when we came home that summer, we did move forward with IUIs, interim uterine insemination. I don't know, whatever. They put you on some medications and they insert the sperm right where the egg would drop and pray and hope that you get pregnant. And so we did that two rounds that summer and I walked into the second appointment with my mom and I was like, this is it. I like dressed for success. I even posted on social media, like this is happening. Like I believe that this is our time and to no avail, I ended up not being pregnant. Josh had already gone back overseas because the season in Japan for the second year there was starting. So I was still back at home and I was just wrecked, devastated. And of course, Josh felt horrible because he couldn't physically be there to support me and love on me in this you know, bad news. But my parents, we lived in California and we would stay with them every summer. And they were attending a Greg Laurie Harvest if you guys have heard of that conference. So I decided to tag along with them last minute, literally that day before I had gotten the news that we were not pregnant and started my period and I was just miserable. And I remember sitting up in the nosebleeds of that conference, just sobbing and <laughs> gonna make me cry right now. 
because it was just like such an emotional experience. But I was sitting there and my dad was just holding me and he was just crying. And my mom was on the other side holding my hand and she was just crying. And I honestly felt like I was just in the presence of God, just asking him, why, why do we have to go through this? Why is it still no? And all the questions that come up when you're going through infertility, did I do something wrong? Do you not love me? Am I not as blessed as someone else who you are choosing to give this gift to? I just really struggled to basically reconcile the God that I was reading about that I knew about since, you know, a baby girl, this God in the Bible with the God that I was experiencing or I felt I was experiencing in my circumstances. And I was even more triggered because I had been in Target that day. I didn't buy a box of tampons, like kind of as an act of faith, like I'm going to get pregnant. So I'm not going to buy a box of tampons because I'm not going to need those. And lo and behold, I needed them. And so I had to go to Target last minute to get tampons. And of course, everything you need for feminine care is in the same aisle as everything you need for maternity and pregnancy care, right? So I'm in that aisle and this couple comes down and they're obviously expecting and they're just happy as can be just like loving and stoked on life. And I just remember crying right there, like just breaking down and thinking, will that ever be me? Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't have the faith that it will be. And that year after experiencing that heartache going through IUI, we went back overseas. It was our last year in Japan and I healed so much because I stopped spending my time focusing on trying to conceive. And I started choosing to trust the Lord and saying, okay, God, I am receptive to what you have for me. I'm going to surrender my plans and my focus and my goals in my life. And I'm going to truly let go. I remember the song that came on at the Harvest Crusade when I was sitting there with my parents just crying and they had their arms around me. The song was called Even If by Mercy Me. And it was technically written for a son, but it was just this dad's heart felt words and prayer of, Lord, even if you don't answer my prayers, even if you are still good and you are still God and I still love you. And I remember that became my mantra that next year of just saying, Lord, even if I never become a mom, I still choose you. Even if you never answer these prayers and I live with this heartache for the rest of my life, I still choose you. And I think every woman who is a believer that is on this journey has to get to that breaking point to truly feel free from the shackles that the enemy tries to put on us when we are walking through our conceiving journey, because that is the pathway to finding peace with God. So I want to share with you guys four tips and ways that I found true peace with God when I was going through that, because I got to that point well before any miracle happened. And I think that is ultimately the miracle is that the Lord freed me and unchained me that the enemy had put on these lies of discouragement, these lies of identity, these lies of worth that I had believed simply because of my lack of conception. And he broke those. He broke those chains and gave me peace with God. And so I wanted to share those four tips for you guys so that if you are currently in that waiting season, that you can find the same peace and you can start pursuing things that are going to bring you that peace. I think it is a pursuit. You have to choose to fight for that peace. 
and the Lord is going to meet you there. But as long as you're choosing your pain, as long as you're choosing your heartache, as long as you're choosing the identity of being a victim that God has forgotten you, that God doesn't love you, you will never be able to have the choice of having peace and his peace that surpasses all understanding, which he promises to us. So that being said, the first thing that I did is I surrendered my plans, like I just mentioned, and chose to say the words, even if you are still good. And I truly started believing that his goodness was fully wrapped up in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, for my life. And I put a period at the end of that sentence the way the Bible does, and I didn't put a comma like I had been living in the last few years saying, well, only if you also give me a baby, only if you give me a husband. I had commas there. So I took the comma away and I put a period. The second thing is I began worshiping God more. During our time in Japan, Josh and I started having worship nights. We would just look up YouTube playlists of worship and we would just turn the lights off and just stand there or kneel and just worship our God. Because honestly, there were times where it was the only thing that felt healing and freeing and the only place in His presence where we felt the fullness of joy. Obviously, still very emotional. The third thing is I stopped avoiding my quiet time with God because I was angry and I showed up even in my anger. And I was honest. I was so brutally honest with Him. It's a relationship, right? So I think it's important that we feel the freedom to have our emotions. And so I stopped avoiding that. There was a time where I just couldn't open my Bible. I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I just felt so mad. He has the power. I think that's hard to reconcile when God has the ability and the power to change your circumstances and does not. That is devastating. But you can still have peace. You can still love him. You can still find his goodness in that. And the fourth thing I did, I simply focused on having fun being married to Josh and the prayer that he had already answered in my life, which was evidence in Josh being my husband. I had prayed for a husband. You guys, if you follow me for a while, you probably know a little bit about our story. Maybe that's for another episode, but we just focused on having fun. Again, going on dates, enjoying our freedom because they're now being a mom, there is some beautiful freedom of just kind of being able to up and go and live your schedule according to what you guys want. And we started having fun. We went on dates all the time. We traveled and it was, it was life giving to just focus on that. So those are your four tips to really find peace with God. I think it starts there. It starts with making the decision that you do want peace because we can wear our pain like a badge of honor. If I carry this pain, it almost feels better than if I were to go through the process of releasing it. And the what if I release it and what comes on the other side, there is that unknown that feels extremely intimidating when you're going on this journey, because it's almost like as long as I hold on to my pain and harbor this heartache, maybe I can control the outcome and have a baby. Maybe I can somehow will it to happen. But that's the exact opposite of what God calls us to do. He calls us to surrender. He calls us to release and to say that His plans are greater and that we can trust Him fully. And when we choose to trust Him fully, we are going to find that peace that surpasses all understanding. 
whether or not he answers your prayers to become a mom, whether or not he answers your prayers to become a wife, whatever it is that you are waiting for, he wants you to fully surrender and say, even if you are still good, I want what you have for me and I'm okay and willing to trust you in full faith that you have the very best plans for me. And that is what's walking with Jesus. It's saying, your will be done, not mine. That is following Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus prayed to God, the Father, right before he went to the cross. Like, Lord, your will, not mine. And if we are not willing to make that our anthem song, are we truly following God? We have to ask ourselves that question. I hope that this was encouraging to you. If it was, I would absolutely love to hear your story or your testimony. You can email me at Courtney at zonewithstrength.com or shoot me an Instagram message or review on Apple Podcasts. Praying for you, friends. You are worth more weight than rubies. You are God's greatest joy. You are his creation. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength, or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.